Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we return to our Series 3 retrospective with a look at 42. Um, I, th- I think some people sent us, out, uh, uh, sent us out their sympathies on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so find out how we, how we got on with this after all this time later on. But first, let's have some news. And, uh, well, first up, the guests have been announced for the BFI's screen of the Ninth Doctor story, Bad yeah. Wolf and Parting of the Ways. It was a two-part story, really, um, So, which is the Series 1 finale. Uh, now, okay, we have uh, Phil Collinson, uh, director Joe Ahern, visual effects designer Dave um, Houghton. And I do think that the, the last p- uh, person here deserves some sort of a fanfare, um, if I could be bothered, really. Yeah. Um, it's... It's Bruno Langley. Well, we've been waiting for him, haven't we? We have. Now, they do. I mean, everyone's speculating now, or, or just joking, the fact that they put back this screen in um, just to accommodate, or put brought forward this screen, I should say, mm-hmm. to accommodate Bruno Langley's busy schedule. Yes. Well, you know, he'd be jetting off around the world, won't he? Well, I think he <laughs> he starts that checkout job soon, doesn't he? So. <laughs> Perhaps he's got to build up for his Christmas job, I don't know. Well, well, since he's going to be working most Saturdays, so, you know, he has, yeah. to, he has to... It's the only one he could do before he started his... Uh, <laughs> his job down at Aldi's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty poor showing if he's the only person they can get from that particular era Yeah, of Doctor Who. I mean, they couldn't even get, um, I, I don't know, Camille Kaduri, for argument, argument's sake, or... I thought Barrowman might have cropped up. I suppose. I mean, he, there's still a chance he will do for the for the tenth doctor, isn't there? Yes, which we can exclusively reveal. We are going to. Yes. Yes, we well, will. I mean, that, 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 we should we should have done a live special announcement before we revealed that. Shall we? <laughs> yes, we uh, we were both lucky enough because um, if, if anyone doesn't know that the uh, the ballot for the tenth. Uh, and eighth Doctor screenings uh, went online both at the same time, so you could apply for one or both. Yeah, and um, so we we apply for both, and I won or got successful. Not one, one one's a different, a wrong word. It was a competition, but I was drawn out of the hat for the uh, tenth Doctor, and you were drawn out of the hat for the eighth Doctor. Yes, so um, it couldn't have worked out any better, really. Let's rub our listeners' noses in it. <laughs> we should release the picture of just our hands first. <laughs> yeah, so um, holding the tickets. I, I, I did remark on our uh, Facebook group um, that I uh, hope that there is a better selection of people at the Q and As we're going to see. Yes. Uh, well, so- seeing that list of people, we're now sort of hopeful that there's going to be the quite an interesting guns. one. One yeah. for the for the, certainly for the eighth because that's obviously what they've been moving it around for. Well, here's here's the deal because there's the London um, Comic Con is on the weekend of the Eighth Doctor's um, screening, mm-hmm. and it's been confirmed that Paul McGann will be at the Comic Con on the Sunday, 
And now we're putting two and two together. It might equal five, who knows? But I reckon there's a good chance he will be there on the Saturday. Yeah. At the BFI. I, I really do think so. So, um, and if that's. Just, to try and get up for it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, I'm always up early anyway because I've got two screaming babies. So um, I don't know about you, Paul. <laughs> I'm just an insomniac, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so if anyone who's going to the Ninth Doctor screening, uh, good luck, that's all I'm going to say. And um, enjoy. Yes, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> that's it. Well, well done, Paul. <laughs> right, okay. Now on to other... If, if anyone can get Phil Bruno's autograph, then it'd be... <laughs> now that came out wrong. That's saying, like, who's Phil Bruno? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably more well-known than Bruno Langley. <laughs> Oh, actually, if anyone can give Bruno Langley Phil's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure we're doing him a vast disservice. Anyway, um, on to more news. Um, Radio Times is trying to find the nation's most loved drama series, and by all accounts, Doctor Who is on the final shortlist. Hmm. Um, But apparently it's up against some very, very stiff competition. So um, some of the the, the uh, other TV shows that have been uh, mentioned here, you've got Bridesmaid Revisited, um, Our Friends in the North, uh, Cracker, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Bleak House, Pride and Prejudice, The Jewel in the Crown, East Ends and Coronation Street. I, I, I don't know why that's all, all of a sudden that's now become drama. It used to just be soap, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but then you've got other stuff like Edge of Darkness, House of Cards, Prime Suspect, State of Plain, Spectre Morse, and Life on Mars. Upstairs, downstairs, Broad Church, Broad Church, Downton Abbey, and Sherlock, as well. So it's in some esteemed company there. I must admit, even I'm looking at Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and thinking, "Mm, I don't really fancy Doctor Who's chances. No, I'm also looking at our friends in the North as well. Yeah, for that actually, which was utterly fantastic. Um, Which also featured um, Christopher Eccleston. Hmm. So um, yeah, there, there there's some very very good drama there. Very good drama. So, um, yeah, if Doctor Who does win that, but again, if it's if it's, it's going to be EastEnders, isn't it? It's going to be EastEnders. But the thing is, I don't know if it's one of those things where the public will vote for it, or it's a, a panel of experts. Or so I haven't actually sort of um, clicked on the yeah. link yet. But if it's the public, it's going to be a soap. Or, it's over, yeah, or, or, or Downton Abbey. Yeah, whatever's really popular at the moment, as is the, yeah. as is the case with any of these. Uh, Little yeah. competitions, it's whatever's popular. So, um, Doctor Who could be, I would say it's probably in, in the top five out of that lot, but I don't think it'll win. No, I'm sorry to say, but uh, ah, well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I don't know when this is actually going to be sort of when, when the announcement's going to be or anything like that. Doesn't actually say, no. yeah. So, that was a great news item, wasn't it? <laughs> it was well, it, it's happening, it's happening. Exactly. We don't know where, we don't know when. You, you might be able to vote. You might not. We, we just, we oh, just... I think it is something that you might be able to vote, actually vote on. Right, let's go look at the Radio Times website. Let's do it. This is live. That's what, what, what I'm just looking at now. Yeah, and yes. you can win a seven-night European cruise for two, by the looks of it. Uh, yes, you can. Oh, this is, <laughs> they've got some example cruises, but others are optional. Yes. So what other kind of cruises they're offering? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear, oh dear. Uh, one thing is not quite noticeable amongst <laughs> this is the um, upstairs, downstairs is the 1971 version, not the recent one uh, that just got cancelled. 
Yes. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so it looks like, yes, um, the public can vote for this one indeed. Should we just scrub that one and start again? <laughs> <laughs> nah, sod it. Let's just go for it. Let's go for it. Right, okay. In other news, and let's just say in TARDIS news, I think it's a new, it's a new, um, new item, TARDIS news. Um, the first Doctor console that was built for an adventure in space and time has now been um, installed at the Doctor Who Experience in Cardiff. And um, online you can find a time-lapse film of the construction of the... Uh, it's like a two-sided set with uh, the console in the middle. And I've got this. It is a thing of beauty, isn't it? Yeah. It really does look great. It's absolutely fantastic. Now you can get a, ni- a nice crystal clear view of it. Um, yes, I'm so looking forward to this. I really am. <laughs> We're just now going to get down to Cardiff again. Indeed, indeed. I have to find a good excuse, but I, I, do, I mean, just seeing this, I'm looking forward to an adventure in space and time more than the 50th anniversary special. It is because you don't think this is going to let you down. <laughs> no, no, it can't do. You still can't quite believe the 50th isn't going to do. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, well, I keep forgetting though that the um, adventure in space and time is going to get the premiere at the BFI. Yes. Um, so I don't know when that's going to be. The dates haven't been confirmed yet. But what interesting thing it does say here that this um, this special will air on BBC Two later this year. Not not BBC One or BBC Three. Yeah. Or BBC Two. Oh, I, can't, I think it kind of makes sense. Um, Sort of. I don't know. Whether, I mean, whether it is going to be a whole night of Doctor Who, whether you're going to have the 50th on BBC One and then switch over to BBC Two to see that this, or it's or... going to be shown in a special celebration night ahead of the 50th yeah I don't know maybe it is um... it sounds if it's going to be on BBC 2 it sounds as if it's going to be a, spe- a special night doesn't it it does doesn't it and that's sort of like because that's what they tend to do yeah the jewel in the I... crown as it were this one I can't believe they commissioned a 90 minute drama and then bury it on BBC 2 if it wasn't going to be Part of a special, oh, something else. yeah. But mind you, Beast have had these special, uh, excuse me, special nights before for various other shows, and they don't seem to dedicate the entire evening to them like they used to. No, you might get like two to three hours worth, and that's your lot. So they say, like you know, you know, the program is taken over by this particular show. It's not strictly true anymore, and I don't know why they've changed that. Because they used yeah. to do, I used to do like, um, I remember years ago, BBC Two used to do. And they did dedicate an entire evening right into the early hours of the morning um, to horror um, films uh, for Halloween one year. Um, they did a lot of special comedy nights with Vic and Bob. And if, if our non-UK listeners, uh, Vic Rees and Bob Mortimer were a, a, um, a comedy duo. Um, it was still very popular with the BBC. They've got a new sitcom coming out next year, haven't they? Mm. But they're famous, most famous for shooting stars on BBC Two. It's a sort of like a very surreal quiz show they did. Um, yeah, but it's no. Yeah, it just seems to be two to three hours now, and that, that's that's about your limit. So I hope they do a bit more. If, if this is what it's going to be part of, still two to three hours of Doctor Who. What we wouldn't have done, killed for that. Yeah, I know. Back in the ago. day. I know. Back yeah. in the day. Crikey. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Ah oh, well, we'll see now. And in, in the last bit of news, and also the last bit in TARDIS news, Google Maps have done an absolutely fantastic little Easter egg, haven't they? Now, for those of you who don't know, there is a police box in Earl's Court, um, which is a sort of popular. It's, it's like Mecca, really, for um, 
for Doctor Who fans to have your photograph taken against. And I'm right to say it's probably one of the last um, police boxes left in London, isn't it? Um, I, no, I, I think it's actually it was built for somebody did buy it, uh, build it, not that many years ago. Okay, I thought it was, I was just under the impression it was one of the last police boxes left. No, I, f- I think it's been pretty much in the last what twenty years. It's it appeared. Oh right, okay, okay. Oh, that's, that's Remember, it was transported from the sixth. <laughs> well, could it? well, yeah, it's, it's probably a, it's probably a corpse of an old man and three companions in there. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, yeah, basically, if you. Um, Click on if you go to Google Maps and find this, and you can find this. Um, I don't know if you can find it, you find it on Google itself, but um, it's linked to it. But you can find it on DoctorWhoNews.net um, at the moment. If you click on the double chevrons, it will take you inside the TARDIS or inside the police box, and right inside is the new 11th Doctor console room. And it is really well done, isn't it? Which you can wander around. Yeah, so you can then navigate your way around inside there as well, like you would do. Um, in Street View, yeah, I think it's abs- it's absolutely brilliant. Ever put this together? I mean, well, well played. So I'm going to say, yeah, well played. It is really great. Fantastic idea. It is, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. So um, yeah, it was just a nice little quirky little thing to to celebrate the fiftieth. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, there we go. That that's it for news uh, for this week. It's very very brief. I think this week because um, we've got so much to pack in for a review of forty two. Yes. <laughs> okay then. So um, there's no Omega's Tat corner this week, I'm afraid, people. Um, that's um, there's, there's no good tat this week. Even last week we was we was we, we, <laughs> there's we, never good tat. There's never there's no good tat. And mind you, the tat report on last week didn't actually exist yet. So you know that's, we really <laughs> were scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> we had an empty barrel and we still wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay then, folks. For another week, then that was the news. Right, everybody, it's time to return to our Series 3 retrospective, and this time it's a look back at the Chris Chibnall penned episode 42. Distress signal! Locking on! Whoa! Now that is hot! You can't stand the heat! Ah! Ship's going mad! Who are you? I'm the Doctor. 42 minutes until we crash into the sun. The closer we get to the sun, the other that room's going to get. We're stuck here. It's brilliant. I know. I'll save you. It's your fault. Now burn with me. Right, it's my turn to go this week, isn't it? It is. You, yes. you dodged out of that pretty well last week, didn't you? That's why I volunteered last week. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I think that one of the things we, we've we've sort of come across as we've been doing this retrospective, and as we hit upon with the Lazarus experiment last time, is that. Um, leaving it for so long and coming back to it again, we quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it hasn't happened with this episode. It's one of those, it, it's, it's either sort of like you, you, you sort of come back to it and you like it, or you come back to it and you think it doesn't contribute anything, or you come back to it again and you still don't like it. And I'm afraid I still don't like it. 
I I really do think this is an absolutely atrocious episode. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think the one thing it had going for it when you watched it the first time was that there was the the, the drama, there was the build up. What's you know, it was going at a pace. Mm. Watching it again when you know exactly what's going to happen, you've sort of just lost that, and then you realise there actually isn't that much else going on in this story. No, there's there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing going on at all. It doesn't contribute anything. It's a filler episode. People are dying and you don't care. No, but reason being because you don't know who no, they are. You yeah. don't know who they are. And I and so I watched this last night and and I've I say I've watched it two or three times before and even though I sort of watched it last night, as soon as it finished I couldn't remember who any of the characters were apart from the Doctor and Martha. And I'm sorry, that is a sign of a really bad script. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, it's directed by Graham Harper, who's probably one of the best directors Doctor has ever had. Um, He does what he can with it. He hasn't got a lot to work with, put it that way. In some ways, I mean, it's the the premise for the story is ideal for him because it's it's all go. Yeah. And that's what his direction is like. He's a frenetic director, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of that, yes, he was the ideal person to direct it. How bad this would have been with a lesser director may well be a question. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately, we never know the answer to. No, fortunately, because I mean, I mean, even you know, it's it's like trying to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, or um, another expression, polish a turd. I yes. think is the probably more apt actually, um, because you know. I do honestly think that this is... It's a hot steaming turd, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a hot steaming Richard, that's what it is. Um, yeah, I really don't... I really think this is Chibnall's worst script. I really I do. That, um, <laughs> that is raising the stakes. It is a bit. It is a bit. Um, I mean, everybody has a, a, has a go at him for the power of three, but I think that is possibly Shakespeare compared to this one. <laughs> I really do. I mean, it's just, it's full of the, the terrible, terrible um, methods that um, Chibnall employs to get out of situations or introduces ridiculous ideas. I mean, like the password protected doors. Yeah. I mean, okay, the idea of having all your doors password protected in case your ship gets hijacked, fine. But then he has the ridiculous thing about they all come up with the passwords while they were drunk. Yeah. So and then nobody can remember what the passwords were. So what is the point to that? Yeah, it's not bringing any. It's, it's supposed to introduce tension, but it's not. It just goes to show that you're you're a bloody stupid writer who, who creates stupid characters. It, it, it's it's just a way of delaying the yeah story, isn't it? Really, you've got a story that's all against set against the clock, and it's just bringing in something else that's to slow them down. Yeah, and it wasn't needed. Yeah, really. it, w- it would have been enough with just the you know the the fact they're hurtling into the sun or a sun, um, and they've got people being possessed. Yeah, would have been enough without you know the the completely unwarranted um, password um, deduction scenes. Really, uh, unless no, it just, just gives something for Martha to do. It did, and I suppose a reason for her to ring home as well. Yeah, just to. Keep that little plot line going. Now, see, what I liked in the Lazarus experiment was the fact they kept dropping in the Saxon things and um, playing on um, Martha's mother's uh, paranoia about the Doctor. Yeah. But this felt really shoehorned in. Yeah. It, it's gone a long way, hasn't it, in 
a short period of time to her allowing them to listen into conversations and yeah precisely i mean, it's oh, i don't know it's just it's just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um i think the casting was off as well i mean michelle collins is got to be the least convincing ship's captain ever maybe but apart from beryl reed but, <laughs> but... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, well rescued that one i think <laughs> But I, th- I think the thing is, um, if you're going to play sort of that, that, you know, that that kind of character, you've got to have some screen presence. Yeah. And I'm very sorry, Michelle Collins hasn't got that kind of screen presence. Well, like I say, like we said, no, you just don't care about any of the crew, do you? No, you don't at all. You don't. I mean, so you just don't know anything about them. I mean, you've got this whole thing that Doctor and Martha just, you know, pick up a distress signal and just land, you know, inside the ship, and immediately they're entrusted with saving the, the you know the entire crew. I mean it's ridiculous they were just sort of trusted far too easily yeah to get on with things. And I know you got if if your whole thing is set around this whole 42 real time premise and I know you've got to get things going. But just to ignore the facts of hell I'm the doctor. Oh okay then. And that was practically it. Yeah. And yeah and your engine's just been smashed by somebody. Yeah. So these is stra- two strangers appeared on on the on board. Wouldn't they have been the first people to to blame? In some ways, I mean that is the usual thing that happens, isn't it? So I suppose just not doing that give it a bit of a a different twist. I can't believe you're using that as defence. <laughs> well, I mean, we you do usually. I mean, they arrive somewhere and immediately they're accused. Someone dies and immediately they're usually accused, aren't they? Yeah. So for them actually to arrive and. Not to be accused of something is well, well, we, change. Well, well, you know, it's, well, I suppose it is, really. But I'm still not going to use that as a def- any kind of defence for this. It's shoddy. Um, the, I mean, the the other thing as well is the um, the bit when Martha and the other person, so I can't remember his name, um, hide in, in the lifeboat. And you've got the, the possessed guy trying to launch them yeah. off. And they just sort of kept breaking the code and everything. So punching the keypad will send it to launch, will it? I mean, sure that Obviously. Just, I mean, oh, Christ. It's just so ridiculous. But the one bit, the only bit I thought that worked really well was the Doctor and Martha separated between the airlock. Yeah. And he was calling it, I'll save you. Yeah. He which, 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 which you feel is, is the reason why that whole scene is written. Yeah. But the, so the reason it works is because the way um, Graham Harper has filmed it is the fact that you can't, neither of them can hear what the other one's saying. Yeah. They're just trying to lip read. Yeah. And there's no music over it. No. There's no dramatic music. It's just played out. It's, it's that silence in space, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And that's what makes it work. Yeah. But that's the only scene I can think of that actually works properly. I think, yeah, that was really good. Mm. And then it immediately then leaves me after that, because of that scene, you're thinking, so this is still counting down, this is in real time. He got into that space suit quick. Didn't he? <laughs> I mean, how many times has that space suit been used as well? Yeah. Crikey. That's how I can get into it so quickly, obviously. Obviously, you know? yeah. <laughs> Perhaps it's actually under his suit. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, you know the um, MRI scanner, whatever the hell it was, that freezing thing, mm. um, that was the MRI scanner out of uh, Smith & Jones. Yeah, they'd already reused the 
reuse some of the sets as well as the space suit. But um, but again, it's that other thing of the um, another steam powered spaceship. Yeah, as well. Um, I, I don't know what it is about New Who. There's this whole. They seem to have taken the the Ridley Scott Alien approach to spaceships, which is fine. But Ridley Scott had this low tech look on the bridge and everything, but it wasn't steam powered. No, and I don't know what it is with Doctor Who using boiler rooms, you know, doubling up as as a, like a, an engine room. It, it, sorry, it doesn't work. It just doesn't no. work. Um, but no, but, yeah, I was trying to think what the only reasonably shiny new spacecraft we've had has been the uh, the one in Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's the only futuristic spaceship we've had, or, or, or bridge of a spaceship we've had. Full stop, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe Captain Jack's ship. Yeah. From the first series, possibly. But I say, I mean, going back to that lifeboat scene, well, that that bit was really good. But then it's ruined again by Chris Chibnall's dialogue, which is so bloody cliched. Um, when they were discussing family, and he was sort of, oh no, you know, my dad's dead. I haven't seen my mum in six years, and and it's so, oh, it's just cliched. It's just so, it's, it's so lazy. Yeah, it really is. Um, and the the thing that you know, the Doctor rescuing. Um, than from the lifeboat. That I mean, yeah, that can outpull the magnetic pull of 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 a of a sun. I mean, surely. I mean, the time it took, they would have been burnt yeah. up by now. Surely, the time, the time it took him to get his spacesuit on. Yeah, <laughs> they should have been gone. <laughs> I, I know everyone's got now is going to say yes, but the 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 actual ship itself was also hurtling towards um towards the sun as well. But so the distance shouldn't have, shouldn't have been that great. But I mean. To try and well, I mean, what was it? I mean, this is how much attention I paid to it. Um, I'm assuming he just uh, re re um, switched on the magnetic seal to, yeah. to to pull it back again. So, a magnetic seal on a spaceship is going is going to outpull the magnetic pull of a sun. I yeah. don't think so. I really don't think so. So maybe I'll get my physics wrong, but that's how it, that's how it looked to me. We're going to have an in depth discussion on physics. <laughs> Well, it's better than discussing this bloody episode, isn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, there was other little things as well, which I... So um... Can we get the model of the universe out as well? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Solar system. <laughs> you get an orange, I'll get an apple, and we'll try and work this one out. Well, it, there was other things as well. It's like when um, the members of the crew were vaporised as well, and you, and you had their, their, their shadow on the wall. You know, like, yeah. the, like the Hiroshima um, shadow, you know, the, which um, you know, that photograph of people being... Vaporized yeah. the nuclear blast. Um, would it really have had the outline of their hairstyle on the wall as well? I don't know. It depends on what sort of products they were <laughs> They've got some really strong styling gel there, haven't they? To... <laughs> the first words the doctor says when he walks in is, is she or isn't is she? she? But it's just there's these things like that which is so sloppy. You, you would, you, yeah, sure. You you might have an outline on the wall, but um, yeah, it, it would be sort of vague. I thought exactly, not the exact hairstyle of the person has just been vaporized. I mean, it's sloppy things like that that really bog this episode down for me. <laughs> You're just jealous. That person who's vaporized, they've got better hair than I have. <laughs> <laughs> they just got some hair. <laughs> Actually, there's what there's one other good thing about this episode though. Hmm. Sweaty Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about the airlock and the 
the escape capsule thing and that. Yeah, I don't think I'd be urging her to ring her mother if I was in there hurtling towards my death. No, exactly. Exactly. That wouldn't be the first thought in there. In oh, my head. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, it was... Um, yes, We're going to die Arthur. soon. Better ring your mum. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, as I say, I, I've found nothing good to say about this episode whatsoever so far. Um, and, I, and I make absolutely no apology for it. None whatsoever. Um, but why Why do you kind of like this one, Paul? What is it about it that... I, I wouldn't go as strong as to say I like it. I, it, it it's okay. It's there. Hmm. Um, and it did have a sense of... I mean, Graham Harper did give it a sense of go about it. Hmm. But once you know where it's gone, <laughs> there, there, there's not that much fun in watching it again. No, it brought me no pleasure, I can tell you. <laughs> Apart from one obvious one, which I've just mentioned. So. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's okay. It, it it passes the time, but it's not something. I mean, I, I, like I say, last last time when we were talking about Lazarus Experiment, I was surprised that I actually enjoyed it, and I could probably watch that again. Yeah, same. This so. I'm not that bothered if I don't see it again. No, I mean, <laughs> I probably will watch it. I mean, it, it's not it's not bad, as it now bad. There's been a few worse episodes of Doctor Who than this. Well, if if it wasn't for the the shoehorning of Martha's mother and the the eavesdropped phone conversations from Saxon's yeah. uh, people, you could easily skip this episode entirely. Yeah, because that's the only thing that brings it back to the story arc. And as I said earlier, it is it is really shoehorned in. Apart from that, there is no reason to watch this episode again. Oh. Absolutely none. Uh, it, it, it's all right. I quite like it. I quite like. I mean, I, I don't actually mind um, the doctors. David Tennant as a doctor in this. I mean, it's, he's not actually the the arrogant. I've got the answer person to a certain extent at the end. Uh, no, I mean he, he was sort of pretty much sort of you know beaten, really, wasn't he? Yeah, and in some ways, from that point of view, it's good because we moan about the fact that he the tends do- to wander doctor, through. Yeah, waste through on his driver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If we didn't actually have that at all. I mean, that was the one thing about the door locks. At least they didn't open them with a solid screwdriver, I true, suppose. True, true, true. That, that was a way of stopping that from happening, I suppose. Hmm. And when we get something that stops that happening, we moan about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought the, sort of the resolution was, I mean, it was pretty sort of weak as well. They just, they just sort of jettisoned the fuel, let these living things go back to the sun, and that was the end of it. Yeah, but, they jettisoned the fuel and that gave them power. Yeah, there was just enough to get them yeah. out, of the, out of the pull of the, that sun. It's some, some amazing ship, isn't it? The, the, you know, the maglocks will outpull the, the magnetic pull of a sun. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of fuel will also pull them out of the sun's... Uh, also out of the sun's gravity pull. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an amazing ship. And these life forms that are in the sun are pretty intelligent, aren't they? Well, yeah, indeed. To, to understand exactly what they need to do and to take over a person. Yeah, Almost just just by them looking at it. Hmm. Yeah. It's and the whole burn with me thing as well. Yeah. Um, I mean that just it just smacks of catchphrase rather yeah. than anything meaningful. Yeah. You know why would they go around saying burn with me? Yeah. You know it's. Uh, I mean, do they, do they go around saying it to each other when when they're, when they're back on their their sort of their their home planet? Perhaps it's their way of asking for a haggis. For a what? Sorry. Haggis. Haggis? Oh, you said haggis. I thought, what's a haggis? 
haggis. Yes, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Or maybe it could be asking for a haggis. I don't know. <laughs> if anyone knows what a haggis it. is, please write in. <laughs> or even what's inside a haggis. I don't... Yeah, no, please don't write in. I don't really want to know. I know a sheep's stomach is involved, but that's that's as far as yeah. it goes. Yeah, no, I, I just say I, I really do not like this episode at all. Yeah, uh, it's all right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really going to argue with you much more than that because because <laughs> you can't be bothered. bothered. You can't be bothered. No. Waste any more time on this pile of crap. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Do you know what? I th- I, the, the funny thing is, though, I think it's the first episode in a, in a long time that has actually sort of not made me angry, but just made me think that was a colossal waste of time and effort on everybody's part. And it was a waste of my time to watch it. <laughs> it re- <laughs> <laughs> Sending Chris Chibnall a bill. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bloody well should do and all. <laughs> 42 minutes at Santa. I, I just, I, it just that, <laughs> my it just waste that, of time. Well, <laughs> it's just that thing. He, he had the bloody nerve to sit there and take um, um, Pip and Jane Baker to task back in the 80s. And he, and he turns out stuff like this. He's no better. He is like Pip and Jane Baker rolled into one. When, when, when it comes to Doctor Who, but the thing is, he he does Law and Order, and he does he's done Broadchurch, which was really good. Yeah, I just don't think he's suited to to Doctor Who. Give him something else to write, he's fine. But Doctor Who, no, he should stay away from. Yeah, well, perhaps it's just short stuff he's no good at. Give him enough episodes um, to run something. Hungry Earth. Okay, <laughs> fine, all right. Yeah, that was that was that was that was him giving more time a two-parter, and again, it was a not particularly great story. Yeah, very very cliched again, and again, you had this shoehorned in um, sort of love story between Mira Siles' character and the other guy Tony. I mean, that just sort of came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's willing to give up. You know, they're both willing to give up their lives and go into suspended animation. Etc. Etc. So you know, I know the guy had that that virus in him, but um, yeah, he just sort of came out of nowhere, and that's typical Chibnall. Stuff comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he's sort of like he's, he sort of backs himself into a corner and think, well, how am I going to get out of this one? Oh no, I'll just drop in this, um, and I think that's what he that's what he does in Forty Two. He just drops in stuff for no apparent reason, and that and I think that that's probably my my biggest problem with it. It's, it's yeah. just there for no reason. Can I just go back to something? The other thing that I get. That bugged me about this this episode was yeah. right at the end with Martha and the people. Yeah. Why does she? Why do they take her phone away in a bag? Remember, they're surely all they're going to find is her fingerprints on that. Well, I know. <laughs> and they know the numbers. They should they, they she give them it. the number. I know. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Um, she, the only thing they're stopping her there is actually Martha contacting her mother again, so they can do any more tracing. Well, I'll tell you what happened, because Chibnall thought it looked cool. Yeah. that That is basically it. Yeah, it's just to sort of say that these are some sort of police people, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. It, it was it was sort of like taking your own um, bag out to clear up some dog mess, really. It's <laughs> that steaming turd again. It's that steaming turd again, which is what I'd like to do to this, this episode, actually, is just get, get, pick up a plastic bag, tie it up, and drop it into the dog toilet. <laughs> That is what I'd like to do to this story. And in my mind, I have done. <laughs> because I shall never, ever watch this one again. 
Right, okay. Unless we, <laughs> unless we decide to do it as a commentary one day, well, I can really rip it apart. So. <laughs> so, to sum up then, we're undecided whether we like this or not. <laughs> yeah, Phil, get off the fence. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, I, I do apologise, everybody. I haven't really given Paul much of a look-in on this episode, so I've really, I've really gone for the juggler on this one. But <laughs> Oh, dear. Yes, I, I, I really do apologise, really do apologise. Um, sh- should we leave it at that? <laughs> I think so. I think so, yes. It's in the dog- <laughs> Unless it's there's in anything the- else that's bothered you about <laughs> No, no, I, I think I've covered everything. <laughs> oh, God. Right. So, coming up next week um, is another interview special. Uh, this one actually features uh, Stephen Schapansky from Radio Free Scaro. So, um, that's something to look forward to. And then when we um, come back as a, re- as a recording duo, um, we think it might be the next Destiny of the Doctor story, because it'll yep. be round about the beginning of September. Um, or we might uh, go back to do a big finish review. Yes, because we haven't really done a, a proper one. No, not for a long, long time now. Uh, well, not since the uh, Destiny of the Doctor started. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that'll be sort of quite interesting for us to go back to. So, and, one, and one day we'll round up Tony as well and we'll do a commentary. Yes, but... yes. Um, so we haven't had one for, for August, um, but um, we're sort of hoping to do one in September at some point. Yes. So we we haven't actually planned what we're going to do yet. No. No idea. No idea what we're going to do, but... Uh, um, it won't be another McCoy one, put it that way. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to think who we haven't done for a long time. Colin Baker, I think. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if that's going in the right direction for McCoy, <laughs> to be honest. But maybe. No, we haven't done one in a long time. No, actually, no, we did the Twin Dilemma, didn't we? Yes. Um, no, it might it might be something earlier than that. Who knows? Yeah. It might be. Let's. We'll decide. We'll decide when we get when we get round to it. So uh, I have a suggestion, but we'll save that. As a surprise for people. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Okay, everybody. So um, that's another hate-filled and, and, and bile-filled um, episode over. So for another week, then, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. To the Who's He podcast, please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's-he-podcast, and please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.